When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello and welcome back to another episode here of You from the Bullens. And it's the weekly catch-up with myself, Ben Winstanley, stanley joined as always by Paul Draper, Draper L. Moshman. <laughs> Moshman, out. <laughs> but we're just going to talk about all things, Evan. We're going to start with Bill Kenwright. We're going to talk oh. about the timescales, the self-imposed timescales. It's been seven to eight, di- eight days now. Eight days now. What are your thoughts on it all? It's a bit, I haven't spoke to you about it, about a fan's view, about a good media roundup with a bobble. What are your thoughts on it? Just amateurism is what this football club and this chairman has done for the past nearly thirty years now. He he hangs on to the club as dear life as hard as he can. He'll, I've I've always thought he'll never leave until he's until he's got to leave. And now that he's really got to leave, he's got no option. He's still somehow here. Everyone's gone, and he's still here fighting. Obviously, his PR work with, I've had my resignation in, Mishiri wants me to stay, blah, blah, blah. If he really wanted to go, he'd be gone. That's the truth of the matter. There's also been reports that he, has, he hasn't agreed the share sale yet. He, he doesn't need to, to sell his shares to not be part of the board, to not be the chairman. It's nothing short of disgraceful that he's still here. We all know how how toxic it makes the whole environment. There's people that support him. That's not myself. I don't agree with that, but each to their own, they're all entitled to their own opinion. But we do, what we do know is it brings divides within fans. We've seen it on social media this week. We've seen it at the matches, marches, protests. There's always people that are clashing against each other because they, they've got different beliefs in this situation. And just for the better of the football club and even the better of himself, it's just time he called it a day it is just time that he called it a day and in terms of the, the deadline that they said 48 hours there'll be a statement in, with the future of the chairman it's just Everton all over it's like their medicals to be fair it's taking as long as them <laughs> they, they actually probably are taking as long but you know the bobble said to me that the meet was actually discussed for Thursday so how on earth they were going to meet their own 48 hour time scale was near on impossible I think 
the issue with Everton is it just shows the prof- the professional embarrassment that we're seeing as throughout the Premier League. You know, there's been mention of how poorly Everton are when they're discussing transfers. We've seen the Carlo Ancelotti stuff recently in regards to contracts. It's just a farce. We just want one normal week of Everton where we can all switch off and not think about it. But when you think it seems to be dying down, something will pop up again. I would have liked to see the likes of Grant Ingalls remain uh, over Bill Kenwright on the board because I know people think of Grant Ingalls of X, Y, and Z. But, you know, I, he did do well for Everton. I, I think, obviously, I know a few people within the game that are saying that he basically saved Everton, getting absolutely stung massively by the by the Premier League. So I would have rather had the likes of him stayed, who knows our financial predicaments, and Bill Kenwright stepped down last Monday. And we could all kind of breathe a little bit. And, and Grant Ingalls would, would foresee would be that honorary board member. But, yeah, it, it's it's a bit of a joke now, to be honest. I think However, all... I think I've, I've got to say, I, I know I've said the PR stunt from Bill Kenray with saying Mishiri's begging to stay. Mishiri's as much as faultier. Mishiri knows as long as he's got Bill Kenray there as chairman, any fan of rest is going to go to Bill. As soon as Bill Kenray goes, Mishiri knows anything goes wrong and there's any fan of rest again, it's all on him and he doesn't want that. He loves to be seen as the good guy. He always, he always does this when he puts stuff out. Like he's he's actively working, or I'll promise you we sat we'll get a striker, we'll talk at the end of the window. All this crap he's come up with over the years. So he's he's just as bad, if not worse, at the moment than the chairman. The chairman we all know he's not fit for purpose and he hasn't been for as long as I can remember, as long as I've been alive really. But the other fellow, the owner, he's he's just as bad. He, he he's the one that really that can go, No, Bill, you're gone. I don't care if you're resigning or not, you're gone. Because this is my business, this is my investments, and I'm losing money every single year without even challenging to improve it, without even making any changes for it to improve. I think Machiri is arguably probably the, a more bigger problem than anyone at the football club. I think he's at this gen- moment, yeah, he like, makes the decisions. He genuinely makes the decisions. He but passes on the blame. He passes on. The we've spoke about this before when we signed Ben Godfrey. All the media were briefed only loans, only loans, centre halves on loan. And the machine went, go on, 25 million on Ben Godfrey. He, he doesn't care. No. El Ghazi, you know, a bit of a backhander with cage and option. He just gets into bed to the wrong people, you know. Thanks for the stadium. It's just literally down the road. It looks fantastic. But he's crippling this club now. He's got into bed again with the likes of Usmanov and other, you know, dodgy bit of investments. We're getting loans off the back of our ears to try and pay off debt. It's just been an absolute disaster for him. But it is baby steps. But we're going to move on. We're going to talk about... Slightly more positive. The pre-season's been announced. Obviously, Everton are playing um, July 14th in Switzerland. Then they've done like a bit of a, a split game. We're playing tr- one half going to Tramier, one going to Wigan. There's Stoke, there's Bolton. What are you other sport in Lisbon on the 5th of August? What are your thoughts on that pre-season? Um, from a fan's point of view, obviously, I think it's a bit disappointing the places that we're going, but... You you always want to go to the likes of Portugal, Spain, somewhere that you can make a holiday out of it, maybe go a week, or maybe when you're playing in England, the likes of grounds that people haven't been to. So, I, I don't know, I know we played Blackpool last season, but somewhere where you can maybe make a weekend out of it or do stuff Do stuff is different. But in terms of f- footballing only, I couldn't care less who we played, to be fair, Ben. It's all about getting fit and the fitness and the manager implementing the ideas that he wants with the players that he's currently got and players that may be to come by then. So, as I say, in terms of playing-wise and footballing only, I don't really care who they play. Because we had the pre-season when we played the likes of Real Madrid and that doesn't really matter. It's obviously good to play them teams for commercial 
revenue, marketing, all that sort of stuff. But we're amateurs at that anyway, so it doesn't really matter who we play. As long as there's 11 Everton players there getting fit and being prepared for that first game of the season against Fulham at home, that's all I care about, footballing-wise. No, I agree. It would have been nice to go to like the Algarve and the Algarve Cup and go to Albuquerque for, for, for a week with yeah. all the lads. That would have been great. Would have been cheaper than Switzerland, like. Switzerland's very expensive, isn't it? But no, pre-season for me, I think it is what you quite rightly said. It reminds me of a David Moyes pre-season, this bit local clubs. I think obviously a bit of a, a bit of a trip abroad, nothing massive, but it reminds me of like a Sean Dice. I just want to just get to work. I want to get the players up. I want to do a bit of alp, you know, altitude training with the players, go to Switzerland, play a bit of the, the local teams and then just get to work. You know, forget this whole commercial stuff. We're here to concentrate on football. What I want to say, they, they probably waited to see what, what happened last season because I think it's it was only fairly recent that that we announced most of these games. So I don't think they had any any of these tied down complete like deals secured until they secured the Premier League status and see what, what they could have got from there, where they could have gone. So it's also down to maybe the planning from whoever whatever team is involved in planning pre season. I don't know who, who deals with that obviously. Um it's also down to their planning. They maybe have not been as prepared as they should have been, whereas the likes I think it was Leeds and Leicester they have. Part of theirs announced before the season even ended, no, not knowing where they were going to play. Yeah, you're probably right. I think that it was at Leicester going to Thailand, the Thailand Cup as well. But that, I think the way that's worked out for them, they're in Thailand they're literally six days before the season yeah, I think starts. Yeah, you think they played the championship, them over the park in Thailand or something like that. Yeah, so you know that might they might have gambled on that, predicting they were going to stay up. Luckily, they didn't. I just think that, as I told you, yeah, I just think that pre-season just needs to be there to concentrate on fitness. You know, Dice has got to work. We've seen that the levels of the players that they got up under the short tenure of Dice. I think he's now got this six weeks to really get stuck into the players they're due back in, in a couple of weeks like to see a few incomings come in I just I think it's a great avenue for like a lot of the local fan base you know with, with kids and stuff that want to go to the first game yeah. might be at that age like you know four, five, six years of age don't really want to go to Goodison just yet because you know it's loud it can get a bit aggressive at times like we've quite rightly seen but you know you go into the likes of Stoke, Bolton, Wigan Sporting Lisbon at home a decent opposition I know people have obviously we said about the opposition team that regularly plays European football knocked Arsenal to the Europa League last season got a few very good players that's all that's going to be a good experience for kids that will be going to their first game as you rightly point out yeah so I think that's probably the massive positive for me you know for the next younger generation of Evertonians coming through I just hope Sean Dice gets it right the players have got to believe in him now it's it's up to him he's the only man that can change it I'm led to believe that a Sean Dice pre-season is absolutely Double sessions and all Double sorts, Double sessions. Yeah. It's fitness, 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 pressing, pressing, which I can 110% get behind. And which behind. is what we've seen since he's been here, really, to be fair. He's, he's, the players have bought into, into the idea of the way he works and his methods. So I've got no worries about the current players. It's more um, Sean Dyche and Kevin Thelwell identifying the right profile to come into that system, see if they can do that over the summer, which hopefully they can. Yeah, definitely. We just need to get players through the door to improve on last year's squad. We're going to touch on that briefly. Everton, obviously, yet to make any sort of signings. There's our members of some outgoings. Um, incomings, you know, is there any preferential positions that you want to focus on as a fan? Um, as a fan, I think we badly, badly need a left-back. And obviously, I'm not even mentioning attackers because we all know we need two, probably two strikers and one or two wingers. But I'd be very keen to see a left-back come through the door. Not only maybe to start, which I believe we need a start and left-back, 
but to challenge Michelangelo because I think he has shown he's had good performances in him, especially back end of that first season when he came in on the Frank. I thought he was quite good when when Frank came in. He gave him a lot of confidence and a lot of belief in himself. Obviously, scored that volley against Leicester, which I'm not gonna lie, I, I don't really know how, how he's done that looking back on it, but um. Yeah, I really like to see a left-back coming. But as I've said to you off camera, I don't think you can really prioritise a, a position. You, you sh For me in the market, you should have all your options open. And the deal that's the best to make at that point is the one you go for. It's not about let's put all our eggs in the striker basket and leave all the other deals until we've got a striker. It's work on all your deals the same and whatever one you can push forward the most, do that, which I think it's... As an example, what Arsenal have done, everyone knows Declan Rice is their prime target. Havertz. But they're closing in on Havertz. Yeah. They put a bit in for Jorian Timber off Ajax. So it's about working with all your deals and see what one you can press at what moment. No, I, I agree. And it sounds like you want Evans to have some sort of plan. doesn't really <laughs> go like that, does it, at times? <laughs> well, we never know now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I'd like to see striker. This team needs goals. They need goals of abundance. We probably need a creative... Uh, winger, a right-footed, well, sorry, a right winger, probably a left-footed right winger that we've been dreaming of for probably about seven years. We always seem to target left-wingers at Everton, don't know why. Um, I'd like to see another centre-half come in. I'd like to see a left-back. And I'd also probably like to see a bit of versatility. I know we, there's mention of, you know, Maitland-Niles. I'll have him, Yeah, I, I think I probably would as well, just because of his versatility. Especially if Tom Davis is to turn the contract down, which... At, at this moment in time, seems likely to have someone come in and make an hours on a, on a low wage, hopefully, who can play in a numerous positions. He's not going to be a starter at the moment. He's still only very young. And I think he has showed uh, signs of promise over his career. I think he managed to get into the England squad at one point, playing at right wing back for Arsenal. So it's I think it'd be a sensible signing within our financial predicaments. If we weren't in this financial position, obviously, I don't think we'd even be discussing Maitland-Niles, but... Seeing the state that we seem to be in financially, all our funds available should go to starting players, not squads, not no, squad players. I, I, I agree with that with that comment there. We need players that are going to come into the starting eleven yep. now. We can't have players that are going to be pushing certain players. Like we can't have a left back that's going to be like use Ruben Venegra, for example. A <laughs> left push. back that, that, you know, to push Mikelenko. It's not going to happen. These these players need to be pushed. Regardless of what anyone thinks, these players want to be playing football. They're at that time in their age and their career where they want to be playing in front of thousands of fans. We need these players to come in that are going to push for their positions. You look at Gokeres, Gikeres, I don't know which one the way to pronounce it, but you know someone like that to come in to push Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But it also takes the pressure off Dominic Calvert-Lewin. You know, we're not going to be rushing him back. Someone that's going to hit the ground running, a goal scorer. They're so hard to come by. And we're talking about goal scorers. Ellis Sims did score in the championship. There's talks of him going to Ipswich, Sunderland and Blackburn are also sniffing. What are your thoughts on Ellis Sims then, Paul? Um, I'm not sure. I'm inclined to say I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League, especially right now. But at the same time, I think that'd be harsh towards him because I don't think since he got recalled, he hasn't been given a fair chance to show that. I think he's... It's only three starts, or at least the way starts have came at Anfield, Old Trafford, and and where was the other one? And Stop. Chelsea. Yeah. No, he came off the bench at Chelsea, didn't he? It was Anfield, Old Trafford, and it was another one of them big grounds. that Because I've seen it before on Twitter. It's like actually. a trivia question, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it on Twitter this morning. So I, I think when he, when he started, he's been thrown in games that... You're not really expecting to have much of the impact on the ball. Games that you're more about soaking pressure up and trying to hit teams on the counter. 
And I think that's unfair on the lad that when there's been games at home, the likes of Fulham at home, I think a lot of people want him to start that game where we've been putting crosses in and he hasn't maybe been involved as much. So I, th- I think he hasn't really been given a fair chance. As I said back in the day, I don't think it was the right thing to call him back. He was better off at Sunderland developing, playing every week. They ended up making the playoffs or just, just short of the playoffs. So either being, either played about 46 games or something in the championship, I think he'd have been well better off staying there. And since he's come back, I don't think he's had a chance. However, if an offer comes in for him... Six, as, six million pounds, would you take it? Bite your hand off. <laughs> <laughs> so if, uh, would you like that in, in, up front? Because we spoke, me and the Bible spoke about it on the Media Roundup show. We touched on how imp- important it is for like the books because it's instant profits. We didn't play Man City a penny for... Uh, Ellison because he got released by Man City, so it's instant profit. You get that four point five million with additional add-ons. Yep. It's a big money I think for the on books, the books though. Even if you get it in a, in a installments, let's say uh, six million, let's say three payments of two million, you can. St- I th- I'm not sure on this, so don't quote me. I think you can put on the books six million. Yeah, you can. But even though you're getting you're getting it over the years, because yeah, that's can, how yeah. that's how transfers work. And it's Tottenham for Deli Ali put down forty million, we put zero, but they see the installments, blah blah blah. So I'm I'm. As the only reason why I'd want the money up front is if we really, really need the cash. So let's say the running of the club, paying wages, etc. That's when I'd be more bothered about the money up front. You always want it up front because it's always nice. But it's not something that really bothers me because I think on the books you can still work it as getting it up front. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. What do you reckon Neil Moore pay? Like, how much do you reckon he's going to generate? Because I think he spoke quite openly about his return to France. And I think, obviously, the Italian team is also sniffing around Neil Moore pay. But do you think his Everton career is over? Has it even started, really? <laughs> 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 I, I'd actually pay more for Sims than I'd pay for more pay. I don't know. His, his value's gone so downhill. I, I think the profile of striker was wrong. When we signed him, we we tried to play long balls. He's more of a second striker to play with somebody to link off his attitudes. I don't think it's been horrible. Maybe some people may don't like the way he's gone about the transfer and that. Again, I think he can generate about five six million on his on his age. Um, his record this season: one goal, obviously against West Ham. Not good enough. So yeah, about five million, one of them, isn't it? <laughs> I think we just need to cut your losses with Neil Moore. Yeah. It just hasn't worked. Does just it? hasn't worked. I don't think it's the it's the profile we needed. So again, I think that's harsh. I mean, he got brought in 
for to play long balls towards him. He you can't put him long balls against the like of he said the offer for him. It, it, it's not a stereotypical Everton number nine, is it? Let's be honest, he's not like a six no, foot either, four. No, either fitted, <laughs> either fitted the Everton team when we were with Marco Silva, for example, when you're trying to play more on the floor, or Roberto and Martinez would have probably been made up with him. But he's not a player to play on the Sean Dyche or the way Lampard, the way Lampard tried to play. I don't know why he tries to play Frank Lampard even 12 months on. But anyway, moving on from, obviously, Neil Morpé, we're going to touch on Jordan Pickford and Amadou Onana. Probably the only two big sellable assets at the club. Uh, would you agree? Could argue you could put maybe a Wobi in there, especially with his comments the other week, the, yeah. the other day, sorry. But I think he's only got a year left, Danny. Yeah. But I think after them two, which I agree with you, he'd probably be the, the biggest sellable asset right now. Would you? How much would you look for the pair? Obviously, we're not talking. Every player's got a, has got a fee. Yep. Um, Everton, you can turn heads at Everton. We're not a club where we will categorically say Jordan Pickford is not for sale. There is a price, and I think the discussions now amongst everyone. There's obviously murmurs. There's talk. I think Talk Sport and a few other journalists have had their say. The Bob will quite rightly put a tweet out about obviously the Jordan Pickford representatives that he's happy at Everton. It's all about how much a player is worth to that football club yep. and that football club being Everton. I think there's a forty-five million pound fee was brandished around. Wouldn't, uh, wouldn't even wouldn't even say enough. But that would make him the fourth highest paid keeper of all time. Yep. Um, behind. Alisson, Kepa. Alisson, Kepa. Uh, Buffon, maybe, when he was... Yeah, when he was four, Oh, he's 52.5 million, and then it'd be Jordan Pickford. Yeah. Um, how much do you think he's worth for Everton? I wouldn't discuss uh, Jordan Pickford's sale for less than 55, 60 million, because that's what he's worth to Everton. I know what you mean, and, I, and mm. I've, 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 we've had this argument yeah, have, a yeah. lot the, the past <laughs> few days. Yeah. The Bob was probably few of us in the group chat, because it's just you and me going at it with Pickford's. It's also. I also believe keepers are going to move for a lot of money this summer. When you look at the likes of David Raya, who has been out of forty million, Mike Manan, my nan of a AC Milan, seventy million. Onana, Onana of Inter again, another fifty million. So I think keepers are going to move for a lot of money this summer. And also, if it weren't for Jordan Pickford, Everton would have been playing cham- Championship football. Last season, never mind the season coming, they've been playing championship football last season. So that's like when when, when Palace wanted £80 million pounds for Zaha, it's not what, or, De- or Declan Rice now West Ham won yeah. £100 million up front. Yeah. It's not what the market value of that player is, it's what he's worth to that club and what the buying club is willing to pay for him. I don't think Everton can afford to sell Jordan Pickford, Pickford for less than £55 million. Fixed fee. I, I think... There'd be absolute mayhem in the fan base if Jordan Pickford was to leave for that for them fees that are being sold at thirty seven point five forty five. I think it'd be absolutely ridiculous. And as I say, for me personally, fifty five to sixty to start talking. The, the counter, I, I do agree with you. I do believe that like we do need an astronomical fee for Jordan Pickford to go. You just look at on the other foot. I know. You talk about goalkeepers in the prime. They can obviously go for longer in their careers. Obviously, Jordan played for 29, I think 30 yep. soon. Um, you know, 45, 50 million. These keepers you're mentioning, I think David Reisner got 12 months left in his contract. Um, Pickford has just signed a, a, a bigger contract at Everton. 
it's so difficult, isn't it? And I think people say, like, who would you bring in? Who, you know, where would you go? I think Brighton have just signed a young Belgium uh, keeper who's really, really high market. I think it was 20 million euros. I think, yeah, I think it's going to be about 20 million euros. Um, which I think he's very highly thought of. There are positions around, but it's so, it, it literally is that million dollar question. What would you do? And I think you'd probably throw it out to the fan base. And I probably think 70% would probably agree with you. Um, I have be, seen... be a lot of people that would say more. I'm, I think I'm for what a lot of people I've seen on Twitter. They've, I think I'm being quite generous with that figure. Yeah, I, I think obviously I've spouted around diff bits and bobs, and I think forty-five to fifty million pounds for a keeper, a twenty-nine-year-old keeper, it'd probably get the ball rolling. I don't think that'd be the finish fee. Um, it's just, it's so difficult. Everton is so desperate in need of cash. We look at the Amadou Onana. He's probably the next asset. You probably want 55, 60 million pounds for him. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping that someone comes in for Amadou Onana. If Not- anyone at, if you told me tomorrow, someone's definitely got to go tomorrow for 45 plus mil for Everton to have a solid window. I really, really like like him, but it will be Onana without a shadow of a doubt. I know I'm saying 60 million for Pickford, but if it was down to me personally, every player in that squad would be up for sale apart from Pickford. <laughs> Pickford would. would be the only one that I'd say not for sale whatsoever. Because I, I believe he's world class. I think he's fantastic. I think he is one of the top three goalkeepers in the league, maybe with Allison and Ederson. I wouldn't swap him for any other of the other goalies in the league. And to sell him for what I believe would be undervalued, I think it would just put a downer on the start of the season already. Yeah. And I think no matter who you replace him with, I think you're going to be on the losing side of it. Yeah. And I, 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 the way I'm looking at it now, this window, I'm hoping Ever can generate revenue from the likes of, you know, Sims. Um, obviously, Nkunku's gone already for £2 million. Damari Gray might get a fee. You know, the John t- Stones million money. fee. The John Stones, £1.5 <laughs> million. Um, and then you look at the likes of Andre Gomez, who's had a successful spell. In France, yep. he's kind of like the unforgotten man at the moment. He's still got 12 months left on his deal. Could Everton potentially get five, ten million pounds for him? Uh, the Gabamon who seems to be selling all his training gear on eBay or Facebook, you know, so whoever wants to buy it. It'll be us putting him on Facebook Bay later. <laughs> so, you know, players like this, you might be able to generate Godfrey some sort Holgate. of kids. Michael Keane. <sighs> Can't see that one. So you've got to look at these sorts of players. You, you, you kind of hope Everton can generate some sort of interest I for think, these players. Blanford's another one. You know, people. Might I think he'll come it. into. I don't, I've got a feeling he'll come into start me or or Sean Dyche will fancy having a very good look at him as a starter in pre-season. I wouldn't be surprised if Everton tried to sell Alex Iwobi before Onana and, and Pickford. How much I, did you want for Alex Iwobi then? Twelve months left on his deal, eighty grand a week probably. I think you could get. You know I'm probably one of his biggest fans. I think you could get about 20 million at a push right now. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go lower than that and say 15. I know, that's what, between 15 and 20, I think Everton would sell for. Um, it, it's, his comments were a bit ill-timed. I think you don't... You, I, I, I've read them back and I don't think that that body just says I want to play one day back in the Champions League, but something that, pe- that people don't like them comments don't do. When, they go, when players go away in internationals, last thing club fans want, not only Everton fans, every club, every fan of every club, last thing you want is your players talking about potentially me leaving the club or playing elsewhere. Look how, how much stick Lukaku got over it. I mean, he did take it to a different level, but but he was, he got a lot of stick over that. No, he got, he got, he got massive stick and... Obviously, Everton have been linked with certain strikers on the last topic. Obviously, 
Gochares, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. Dembele has been mentioned. Vouch, very close. His name's been thrown in the hat. You know, these players... Morelos, his name's been thrown about. Yeah, on a free. don't want him. <laughs> who, who, what sort of profile then out of them strikers do you think you're most suited? I think you, you might go with Dembele, but you know, it's going to be big fees, probably going to be a free transfer. His agent will want quite a hefty signing on he, fee. The rumour about was he, the agent wants between five and seven, I think, in January. Yeah. Um, I think he'll have to lower that if he wants to get a move in the Premier League. He can probably get that from, from Saudi, where everyone seems to be going at the who, moment. Who would you pick out of them? I picked Dembele and Gyokeres out of them. Dembele on a free and Gyokeres. I really, really like Gyokeres. I know you're a fan of the Swansea kid. I don't know. Yeah. I still don't believe you've watched him play, but <laughs> you, you, you are adamant you have. And you are a fan. And like, I think Dembele, there's a few people that pointed this out. There's maybe a bit of worries of it is how fit is he physically. That I think people, I've seen someone mention they had sort of a health condition and. Yeah, he had a bit of high blood pressure or low blood pressure at yeah, Atletico. Like it caused that. him to, to, to collapse, I think, didn't it? Well, I think uh, since then... It... I think that's just Simeone, to be fair, the way he, he Trains, puts people yeah. through the pieces. You see that every pre-season with them. Um, but I'd like to get Dembele. I think his form at Celtic was fantastic. I think only Kyogo's only just beat his record the other week. And I also don't think he's enough at the moment. He's had a awful season at Leon. I know Lacazette's came back and he's tore that league apart when, yes, he could, yeah. when, when he couldn't get a sniff for Arsenal. But the season before, I think he got 21 goals or something like that or 21 goal involvements, which is very good for, for the striker. Obviously, he's still in a good age. Even even if you get him in a free end, let's say you've got to pay the agent five million. You could probably still make that if he has a half-decent season with you. There's your Alice Sims money. Yeah, there's the Alice Sims money straight on Musa. So, and there we have it, ladies and gents. A bit of a, a recap weekly catch-up on the fans' view. Uh, thank you, as always, for tuning in and listening. Thanks to Paul for joining me today in the studio to discuss all things Evan. There's going to be loads more to come throughout the summer, loads more content, loads more to talk about, loads more arguments on WhatsApp, and yeah. many, many more. Loads in... more Sean Dice stickers. <laughs> we haven't mentioned them today. <laughs> in the meantime, all the very best. Stay safe. Up the toffees. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.